Are we recording? We are recording yeah. now. Yeah, I've got a very quick question to ask all of you while we're recording. You can cut this part out if it's not relevant. Have you ever, like, when you were young, took your ball sack skin and then wrapped it over your tiny pee-pee and called it a flying squirrel? Hello everyone, welcome to the Long Gang Kitties. This is John Wang, your most handsome decenter ever on the face of the planet. Today we are joined by Dan Wong, <laughs> Flying Squirrel PP. We are also joined by Jerry. What is Descent? I don't know, I'm the fence. And we have Prime Descenter number one, Angie. Hello everyone. Hey, hey guys, good to hear from you all again and I'm sure you're happy to hear from us too. So happy, Dan Wong. Dan was like so chirpy today. Huh? <laughs> I think he did something with his PP and the ball sack just now. I don't just think before he, he came to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he did it in his youth. I think he did it just now. Yeah. I think he does it all the time. As a sign of descent, right? Right, Dan? Right. Right. right, right. That's his like protest move. Hey, descent is important, ladies and gentlemen. When there's something wrong with the community, of course, it, it behooves the people within the community. What community voice. are you talking about? What, the flying squirrel community? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if, if that that is the that if that is indeed the community, yes, of course. So what are they doing wrong with their PPs? Mm, you could be folding your scrotum skin in the wrong way. How do you fold it wrong wrongly? I mean, enlighten me. I oh do not know. Example, this is some origami bullshit. If you fold yeah. it in a way that is injurious to yourself, that's probably quite the wrong way. What if you want to deliberately injure yourself? Yeah, then maybe p- people like me will be against it because you should not be injuring yourself. That's unhealthy. Okay, everyone, let's. <laughs> <laughs> Jump back to the topic at hand. You, you can draw a parallel to the topic at hand, though. Yeah, can we? I'm sure. Can I'm we? sure. I'm sure. Kristen Han and PJ Tom will be sitting right here and agreeing with Dan, saying that yeah, what we are doing is analogous to <laughs> scrotum folding, origami bullshit, flying squirrel peepees. Yeah, that's 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 what we are doing. Then we're fighting the good fight. I'm just like, how is it a flying squirrel? Huh? Okay, Jesus Christ, stop. <laughs> I just want to know. No, no, stop, stop, okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, okay, I'm okay, descending. Okay. Putting <laughs> a stop to this shit you're right now. You're protesting, you're protesting. I'm going to learn how to make protest signs and I'm going to march to Hong Lim Park. I'm going to protest this shit you right now. You can't technically march to Hong Lim Park. You can march in Hong Lim Park. Oh yeah, shit, I'm going to get arrested. Okay, so yeah. for our clueless yes, audiences FYI. who are still hung up uh, about the various things we were talking about, quite recently, something happened in Singapore. So... There's this particular university, Yale NUS. NUSU. NUS Yale, mm. which which went on statement saying how it rejected... I think part- it's Yale NUS, eh? NUSU. Stop interrupting me! I'm trying to give the audience a summary on... on- all, the, all the articles I have says Yale-NUS. Oh, whatever. Okay, okay. Anyways. Okay, so uh, there is a statement talking about how a particular program proposed by Alfian Sa'at, a local playwright, has been rejected. Okay, John, why was it rejected? Okay, so the reason given by NUSEO, I'm going to use that by the way, I'm just lifting it directly from their quote. La. The project in question does not critically engage with the range of perspectives required for a proper academic examination of the political, social, ethical issues that surround dissent. And what is the name of the module that Alfian Sa'at is trying to propose? Dissent and Resistance in Singapore. Dissent and Resistance in yeah. Singapore. It's supposed to be like this six-day course. Uh, they're supposed to start on 29th of September. So the whole thing was yanked about two weeks before the start of it. Uh, essentially, the faculty in NUSO is saying that it does not meet the intellectual rigors of their standard. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what they are saying. Okay. 
I don't know how exactly how true is that. I don't know what kind of pressure they were facing, maybe from government or from someone else from within the faculty itself. But as a whole, right, I think Yale itself, like the international arm of Yale University, is actually also investigating this situation now. They are All doing. Right. They are undergoing what they call a fact finding mission over this saga. I don't know. I mean, the with liberal arts college, right? They typically encourage this sort of thing. They want. They view dissent and disagreements and protests as a healthy part of this course. Okay. So all this is like completely encouraged and allowed within academia grounds. The problem comes from a lot of external factors, right? That the so-called looking at it from the outside lens and criticizing it and saying that this is complete bullshit. And by the way, this whole thing has taken a life of its own and all the memes <laughs> are just like... Fucking insane, So, okay, basically, right, according to the Sunday Times, one of the earlier outlines for the program said that it would look into modes of dissent from citizen journalism to artistic works, from accommodationist tactics such as pragmatic resistance to radical strategies of disobedience. I mean, it sounds pretty cool. It sounds pretty um, interesting. But when I look at the actual program of what was planned, uh, I'm not quite sure if all of the workshops and classes... Uh, it's actually pretty benign. Uh. It's pretty benign. Yeah, but it like, actually doesn't... As far as I can tell, right? It's just a lot of movie screenings mm-hmm. and some arts and crafts down at Hongling Park. Yeah, so basically some of some of the, I think, proposed program was actually to, like, for example, visiting the Speaker's Corners in Hong, Hongling Park, screening of Joshua's um, Teenager versus Superpower, discussion on with activists on civil disobedience uh, versus accommodationist tactics, um, you know, workshop there's on also, activism. Yeah, there's also the screening of Jason Su's 1987 Untracing the Conspiracy which focuses on the detainee arrested under the I- ISA in 1987. Uh. Yeah. There's also a panel discussion with PJ Tum and Kirsten Hunt. Yeah, uh, it's also Bal- important Balji to note... Also, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. It's important to know that all these, all these external characters are actually not part of... They're not part of the creation of the of the course itself. They were simply guests, probably friends of Alfian. And Alfian is almost solely responsible for the creation of this course. Hmm. What I was most uh, astounded by was the three-hour workshop on how to do sign making, like protest signs. <laughs> yeah, how, that one how like, really to, like waste time, uh, <laughs> But I, that's the one, right? That's so that's sort of like taken the life on its own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the memes are just like everyone is just like bashing Kirsten Han and just saying, "Why you want to protest, uh, huh? Why you want to be like yeah. Hong Kong? Is it?" Elfian, I must say that uh, as much as I respect you, that was uh, quite a foolish thing to include into your program. Like, that, like, that I, like on you my could have spent a day doing other things. You know I, mean, I mean, I'm not when I first read that, right, I said protest sign making workshop. I was kind of like, how do you teach someone to make a protest sign? Are you going to judge them based on the legibility, their typography, um, typography <laughs> their you the know, design choice. sense, um, the colors used? Like, I mean, why do we need the number of even... puns used? <laughs> <laughs> if like, you, I mean, if it's a why good do we pun, need a sign making workshop? Maybe? If it's a good pun, I'll pass if it's a bad pun like Shaohan's puns then I'll feel you right, right away <laughs> right is it, is it very controversial if I if I the so-called liberal on the team agree so far with uh, NUS's critique that the course is neither in-depth nor critical enough I feel like my problem with this is that mm. as much as we kind of think that our education system is already very slanted towards a particular political angle uh, I think when you are teaching 
kids, especially Singaporean kids, about dissidence and resistance, um, I think it, it is best to teach them how to do so from a neutral standpoint. Like, teach them how to kind of critically think about things instead of telling them, oh, okay, this is right. This is this how is you wrong. should protest. Yeah, this is how yeah, you should yeah, protest. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I really I really disagree with that. I actually, I don't really know how they intend to teach it, but re- from just from reading what the proposed program is, right, it right. seems more like an activism sort of a program more than like a teaching sort of a program. Right, right. right. I mean, I, I, as, as, a edu- as educators, I'm sure we, we expect not just looking at Singapore, but looking at other countries where protests are being held, the manner in which they are held, the results and consequences of the protests, for better or for worse. You should also cover things like, you know, the, the bus riots in Singapore, the part where the, 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 the SIA pilots uh, uh, had a strike, or recent strikes in Singapore. Or even all. the fact that, like, Ong Teng Chong, you know, like, sanctioned a strike when yes, you know, he was yes, not yes, supposed yes, to, point, and how the, point, the implications point. of all that stuff. So, looking I mean, back at our history is yeah. an important uh, part of the curriculum exactly. as well. You can't just <laughs> do stupid sign making. Well, there's, there's so much good stuff to cover, and then you spend it on a sign making workshop. I mean, what, what, I, don't, I don't get the, the importance of that. Yeah, so I, I think, like, the. I mean, as much as I really would love to have, like, classes teaching kids about, you know, mm. like, being a dissident, being, like, a protester, how to, like, passionately voice your opinions and, and shit like that, I don't really quite think that this should happen in a... Educational yeah, setting. Yeah, educational setting. Yeah. Can I chip in a little bit? Go ahead. No, no, cannot. After no. listening to all this, <laughs> I realise what you guys are saying are basically, you don't, you don't, think this program uh, suits the idea of getting kids or it, it, you know not just kids but citizens to think in a way where you have to critically think for yourself and have to critically judge for yourself whether things are right or wrong policies are right or wrong but do you really need a program on dissent to teach people how to dissent right I mean if you if you were to teach history properly if you were to yeah. teach sociology properly then it's there already, you know. You 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 just need to plant the seeds of all the information that's already been there. You, do you really need to teach them how to re- dissent and revolt? I think if we boil things down to the essence of what dissent and uh, resistance really is, it, it it is probably people who have thought critically about the issues at hand and disagree with them and feel strongly enough to protest what is currently going on, right? Mm-hmm. And not so much like, oh, okay, uh, I will dissent and protest this way because I was taught in a college class that this is the way. On the spectrum of PAP supporters within this group, right, I think it's safe to say that I am the strongest PAP supporter just among the four of us. Not to say I'm a strong PAP supporter (laughs) at all. Just on the spectrum. But even then, right, I also have to say that, yeah, I, I agree with all of you guys in that there's no real need for us to inject another element into the whole situation to teach people to dissent. All you really have to do is to so-called shine a light on the situation. And you are, you can already have a wide spectrum of criticism for the government. Mm-hmm. And there's no further need, right, to have an external ideological standpoint to the whole thing. So there is a complicated relationship between us and whatever government that is in power. And we can agree with some portion of it and disagree with some portion of it. That is already dissent. And then having the critical mind to say that, no, I don't believe everything that the government is feeding me and I should probably find out stuff on my own, that is the point of academia. But 
I think what this particular course is doing, right, is really perverting the spirit of academia. Basically, it's substituting one form of draconian government for another form. It's just, I don't like your speech, it's just my speech instead. And I think that's the core of what's happening here. I think, like, the thing here, right, is the fact that I'm not against them holding these courses and on dissent and protest and everything. But to say that this is kind of teaching you how to dissent and how to uh, protest is kind of weird. It's like this is the right way to do it. Could could it just be because they are very focused on the vehicles of getting the message across? Because the means of getting your dissent known to the people in power are very limited in Singapore. Therefore, what they are teaching is not the content, but more of the vehicle. Yeah, the I, means of uh, the medium of dissent. I I do get this feeling because you know we always force fed what the government wants us to hear la. Like you know, whereas like the voices from the opposing sides are always been suppressed. You know, just from the lack of exposure in in our local media, and I I mean local media by you know traditional media. But at the same time, to just say that you know, hey, because we've been silent for so long this is our voice you, you know what's funny just whatever john says just now like the course feels like you know hey i reject whatever you guys are saying this is my voice and this is what i want to say fuck you and fuck all you want to say this is what i want to say and you have to listen to me the funny thing is that particular explanation feels very alfian side most of the way he uh, writes his dissenting pieces mm-hmm. on his facebook posts and everything it does have that kind of uh, sentiment where it feels like, look, I'm a minority, I'm oppressed, now it's my turn to talk, you guys shut the fuck up. Mm. It feels like that. You know, there's no... For me, the way mm. I look at Alfian's post, uh, his, his track record going back to 2016, 2015, it has always been, it's time for me to speak now. You uh, should not be allowed to speak I'm anymore. Not so, I'm not so sure if I agree with you, but let's keep the argument for mm. another podcast. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for that... I You're think, using your Chinese privilege, Jerry? No, no, I'm not saying... It, it, look, we, we've... Or, or rather, I should say, it's never about, it's, it's not about oppressing. It's always about, hey, we, we recognize that this problem has been, you know, up to so far, we've recognized this problem. How do we move ahead with it? It's, it should never be about, okay, now it's my turn to talk, you shut up. We, you cannot negotiate how, how to move forward like that, right? So I think this could be a good jumping point for the wider topic at hand, which is something that I want to introduce now. now. Basically, the idea is, is democracy a stable experiment? So... Let me break it down for, for, for you guys. For example, we have two political parties now. Political party A and B. Political party A is this, uh, you know, liberal hippie kumbaya sort of thing. Everyone's voice is welcome and we all can sit down and around the bonfire and discuss our feelings. And then political party B says, no, fuck you. All dissenting voices, right, gets the rope. You get the rope, you get the rope. Or oh, you're on my side. Okay, you're my buddy. You're the chief of police now. Which do you think is a more inherently stable system? Both are equally re- <laughs> repulsive to me. <laughs> but that's not my question. Which is more stable? I don't think either of them are stable. Yeah, I don't think either yeah. of them are stable. I, I think it depends on Which what you're Which is more talking. stable? In the short term, I would say a police state is stable. In the short term. Mm. I think that's exactly the point with any sort of dissent. Like, I think the, what the Singapore government is doing is very clear. They allow some form of dissent up to a certain stage, then they draw a line in the sand, and then after that is the force of the state comes bearing down on you already. They're literally using the threat of law to shut you up. So with Elfian Saad and this band of Mary Crew, right, I think they are doing the same thing. They are basically trying to, they're trying to emulate the Singapore government in this way by saying that this is now our speech. 
and because they, they have to do that because in any any other way of dissenting right will just end up being X you, you will not form a stable enough system because you just end up quarreling among yourself do you know what I'm saying mm, you get dil- the message I gets diluted and everything I no I think that there's also this part about like impatience as well because to really teach people to critically think for themselves takes time you know, to, to examine every, uh, you know, news and opinion that comes your way. It takes a lot of time. And like, effort. it's much easier to just say, like, hey, hey, you know what? You want to descend, fucking follow this, this like, A, B, C, D, E kind of path and you'll, you'll become a legit protester, you know? You'll become a legit, you know, uh, naysayer, right? Uh, I mean, it's much easier to teach that than to say, like, okay, this is the, you know, uh, timeline of what happened. Okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. What do you think? What are your conclusions? How do you feel about uh, how these things panned out? And what, what system is better, right? For example, like what John is asking, is democracy uh, a stable system inherently? Or like is a police state better? That sort of thing, like it's, it's really difficult to but the problem teach is, in right, six days. If you, do, if you try to run that, right? If you try to do that, you run the risk of your participants agreeing with the people that you're opposing. Exactly. And... So that is so that is where the instability of the alternative system comes in. You but allow people to dissent, you allow people to have opposing voices, right? End up you just opposing yourself while the person in power remains in power because everybody is agreeing with them. Yeah, so so that's the thing I think like the the risk that you have to take, especially when you when you claim that you are pro democracy, when you're pro um, people thinking and like, you know, protesting for themselves, that is a risk that you do have to take, you know? And you have to be okay with people dissenting with what you want to protest. Jerry, you wanted to say something? <laughs> Did NG steal your thunder? No, yeah. no, no. You pump your fist in. You like, you like, much want to punch yeah, me, yeah. I guess, yeah. No, no, no. no not really yeah. in the podcast. Please carry on. <laughs> not really in the podcast. Please carry on. I'll say, I'll tell you later. I have to say that Jerry's hair is particularly uh, beautiful today. I'm so mm. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Voices of dissent. No, I think it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what, what was your point of asking us uh, that question though? What 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 secret thing have you, you have up your sleeve? Have you guys heard of the term that to fight monsters you have to become monsters? Like when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you. That's yeah. all. Yeah, shit. I'm sure we are yes. familiar with the trope. So then basically yeah. to fight the PAP you have to become like the PAP or you have to be as draconian as the PAP. If not, right, you're going to lose the fight because the PAP, with all its power and resources, will shut you down. They're not going to allow voices of dissent. And if you allow voices of dissent, you automatically lose the fight. In a way, right, like, um, the there's this, uh, what's his name? The Yale president, Peter Salovey. I don't know if I'm, like, just butchering his name. He made this statement expressing his concern to the NUS Singapore president, right? He said, in founding and working with our Singaporean colleagues on Yale NUS, Yale has insisted on the values of academic freedom and open inquiry, which has been central to the college and have inspired outstanding work by faculty, students, and staff. Yale NUS has become a model of innovation in liberal arts education in Asia. So, I mean, like, if we're talking about academic freedom and open inquiry, right? Like, teaching a very didactic course on how to dissent and how to protest is actually um, not in conjunction with that. Yeah, it, if it is didactic, but we I don't, don't know that lah. You know what? You know what's the sad part? The sad part is you can only go to Honglin Park to display those signs. Yeah, you know our who, who was that? Uh, Silan Pale, right? He was doing like this one man march from Honglin Park to was it the Supreme Court or uh, in the area? In the in area. The a- in yeah. the area. Didn't he get his ass beat? Down, yeah, yeah. Like, he he got like arrested. Uh, was he arrested? I think, I think he, he got was arrested. arrested. Yeah. yeah. 
it was really stupid because we were just carrying like a mirror or something mm. uh, with some words. Yeah, how, how, how did the police, like the, the guard at the, east, uh, at the, you know, in front of the parliament look at his artwork and was like, oh, you are... You You're are a dissenter! You're a dissenter! <laughs> Him. <laughs> hey, I gotta go through the NUSEO oh, course, knows, yeah. okay? I know you're a dissenter. Because okay? the, the work is very abstract. How on earth would they know? I was doing those, yeah. Actually, I mean, yeah. like, I think before he actually went, there was already publicity about it mm. that he was going to do that. So, I mean, the people in power would probably have known, lah, you know? Anyways, like, Silan Palais, uh, instead of paying the $2,500 fine, he chose to do a two week jail sentence. I will just art, pay the fine. The, the performance art piece is titled 32 Years, The Interrogation of a Mirror, which broadly involved drawing on a mirror and holding it up at Hongling Park in front of the National Gallery and also mm-hmm. in front of the Parliament House. He has since been branded a political artist and activist, but it's not a label that Silan readily embraces. This is quoted from the mothership. <laughs> <laughs> but we also I, recently had the thing right with the yellow ribbon. Um, oh yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah. they were trying to run and then oh my god, says yes. something like some what was the shit? He was second protesting chance, the yeah. second chances means not killing them. Yeah, he was protesting yeah. the death penalty, and mm. it wasn't even an actual protest. I mean, well, I mean it is an actual protest, but he it's was a one just, man show lah. It's a one man show, two, two men, two men yeah, show. And the wife. Yeah, uh, this, two this men, woman show. No, 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 this is uh, this is some. I think just a random citizen. Yeah. So, but but make no mistake about this. Like this, this is indeed an authoritarian government that clamps down on dissent. So, as citizens, we must judge whether the returns are worth believing in. Uh. Okay, so basically, this guy, Nafis Kamarudin, he was stopped from participating in the annual Yellow Ribbon Prison Run mm. because he was wearing this t shirt. Right? Well, actually, he, he did the bib first. He registered because they can. He say, they say he can put whatever name he wants yeah, onto the bib. Yeah. So it says uh, <laughs> his, his bib was. Second uh, chances yeah, means not second, killing them. That's right. Second chances means not, not killing them. Then after that, the organizers say, no, you cannot put that onto your bib. You right. know, so so he printed like his own t-shirt. Yeah, and he actually went to the organizers and they say, yeah, you can wear wherever you want to run. Which now instead of having that small words on the he's bib, he's got a bigger he one. Bigger ones on his yeah. shirt. So so the thing is, when he got to the actual marathon event, they were like, "Hey, you can't run." So you he can, chose. Can, no, the the can't. They took away his the thing that you have to pin the on bib, your yeah the bib the number. Bib. They forced the bib away from him, and then later he still ran in alongside. Parallel, yeah, yeah. Parallel so he to decided the, to fuck the marathon, but run like together with the marathon runners, anyways. Yep. Right. Uh. So. And then now he's under investigation, if I'm not mistaken, right? Can I just yes. say that the marathon, the people who organize this, this is it's really stupid if you allow people to put their own shit, right? Okay. Let like, me just quote this to you. Ah, uh. near Changi Prison, where the route ends, Nafis stopped running and was watching other runners passing by when quotation marks prison officers came to escort him away to a nearby traffic light. He has been asked to visit the police station in Bedok to give a statement. Yeah, and I, I remember seeing people like posting stuff about like, oh, is anyone uh, in Badok and can like go to check on him just to make sure he's okay so that the police don't, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, take him in for longer than they actually need to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think overall, like I said, la, you cannot have a democratic system where you have all these draconian laws in place, but at the same time, having all these descending voices, right, weakens your position. You run the risk of people actually agreeing with your opposition. So what do we do about that? I actually to be honest, I have no idea. When I when when I came up with this topic, right, it was after listening to a podcast by this guy, his name is Yasha Monk. He's a German political uh, scientist. 
so he was the one who proposed this idea and I, I or maybe he expounded on this idea and I felt it was very interesting because it really just showcased right how fragile everything is the ideas of people voting in their leaders the leaders wielding monopoly on violence and freedom of speech freedom of freedom of expression freedom of association all of these things right when you come when you bring it all together uh, it's such this such conflict uh, it, it's it's really another level uh, I mean if you really think about it how fucking dynamic this whole situation is and it's just we're just one misstep away uh, from one guy just taking it all from us and we that's just, always been the point I mean like that's always been uh, present see, since time immemorial you see all it? over we don't have to we don't have to look too far back in history just look at Turkey yeah yeah. Right. Erdogan is basically he 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 politicked he politicked his way into a position where he's now got unlimited power. Yeah. He was elected democratically, yeah. and then now he's just basically become an autocrat. So yeah, or just like look at Arab Spring or whatever, like all these things that have, or even look at Hong Kong, which is happening right now, right? Like Hong Kong's a bit different, now. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm not saying that they are like. Uh, I was about to make a witty quip. And I waited for all of you to go on. And then the topic just got more and more somber. And then John gave a, a deep speech. <laughs> like, my quip Can you just like, make your witty quip in the middle of a... Yeah. Like, make it like a... No, I, did, no I, just, I also wanted to say what, what name I would write if I was running in a marathon. And then suddenly this happened. <laughs> and then it's too late to go back to it already. Wait, what is, what's the name that you would write if you were something running like, marathon? Like, like Modi CK or something like that. So Modi, then dot C dot K or something. Or like Nifal space luster or something like that like you know like phallus or dig or something you know like you hide the you know what mind. You, it's, none, it's none of gone. us are impressed it's, it's long gone <laughs> the, <laughs> the all of us are looking at each other I kind of regret asking you that okay, even if you equipped it just now like mm, mm, yeah nope. you don't think it's clever man you hide the word penis among the nah. among your name no <laughs> like you just put penis then people will, obviously they will reject you, right? Then you have to run alongside, just like they said. They can run, run it's parallel lot, to the. It's a lot funnier if you can actually get penis printed on. Yeah, the yeah P- you must split the word up. Why don't you put P three N one five? Okay, 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 okay. A little blatant, Jerry, but possible, possible, possible. Why are you laughing so much? This is xia xia chen kung fu, you know. Because this is funnier than your than your <laughs> than your ridiculous. I like quid. I like Jerry's um. Thing a lot more actually than your <laughs> okay, okay 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 yeah back to Hong Kong back to Hong Kong yeah anyways I don't know what the fuck we what were we talking about Hong Kong again no no I, seen, lost I think I think John was saying that you know democracy is quite fragile to the point where we are usually one or two mistakes away from one party or one person usurping the entire power so okay so this is the thing right like I think if you are pro democracy and you are liberal and you believe that people should make their own choices. You should accept the fact that democracy inherently is extremely unstable and subject to change. Uh, unlike yeah, you must uh, be comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah, and 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 you have to be aware of your own hypocrisy when you insist that people have to agree with your point of view because that is totally not in line with democracy. Are you guys okay with Trump winning another four years? <laughs> I'm totally okay. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. How about you then? I think that that's the problem of the American people. Yeah, But that's they're... the inherent thing about democracy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if they've... I, of course, I'm against Trump. But if they vote him vote for, for him again, then it, they, they honestly, should suffer. But honestly, why are people against Trump? It's not just them suffering. <laughs> like Angie, the person wanted to nuke a tornado. Yeah, but he didn't want. 
the the the, the even considering that right would be a group you know like it's haven't you ever haven't you ever wanted IQ. to do haven't you ever wanted to new then Wong like I didn't I didn't judge you for wanting to origami your scooter. As if I don't harm anybody. I don't. I don't put nuclear okay, fallout throughout the oceans. Yeah, but you pee on your pants. That's by accident. Okay, okay, let me tell you something. Okay, okay, let me let me just give you a. It's, this is not hypothetical, but mm-hmm. a what if? Okay, mm-hmm. what if? Okay, right now, this very day, this very hour, uh, Carrie Lam accedes to all of the demands or all five demands of the protesters. Okay, she, she already let one go already. So now all, all the things like releasing the protesters from jail, checking the police, blah, blah, blah. And then do you think, do you think this is a win for democracy? Do you think this is a win for for dissent? It is a win for dissent, but whether it is a win for Hong Kong, like you don't, we don't know that. I don't think it's a win for democracy because democracy doesn't require you to riot in the streets. That is not the point of democracy, and I would I will put it far above and beyond what China is now as a democracy. There's no way. So I think it's well. Just I mean, it's the path towards democracy, which is why people are protesting in the streets. Like it right now, it is not a democracy, right? Like which is why people are protesting and dissenting. So I would say that yes, it, it is a it's a win for protest. I don't know if it's a win for democracy because it could backfire and China could just come down really harshly on Hong Kong uh, mm-hmm. and make like it worse way worse but you know it is what it is it's my hypothetical again you know, political party A and political party B so A is Hong Kong and B is China and this two this two system one country thing right is gonna come to a head pretty it's soon it's just huh? like fucking bullshit lah come on yeah, there's no, there's we all no know way. that it's bullshit can, can I just I, can I just offend all the Hong Kong Hong Kongers Please. listening to my podcast Please. our podcast you just gotta remember your 50 years it's not for you to have self-rule. Your 50 years is for you to integrate back to China. Yeah, for you to, to slowly yeah, slowly get back, Slowly get used to the idea that you're no longer... Uh, sovereign. Yeah, so you, you have never been a sovereign state. I mean, you know, so they were somewhat-ish. No, not they, entirely. They were, they, were British, they were British run and they knew... I mean, like, when I mean ish, I mean, like, the, the British usually give a pretty long leash for you to run on. So it's you still almost, a leash, though. Yeah, but you almost feel like you're a sovereign state uh, as opposed to China. Uh, it's just the length of the leash la, at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of like... Uh, it's a bit like counting cock To me, it's just a pointless exercise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, there, there is a kind of leash that allows you to breathe and then there's a leash that's fucking having you in a chokehold so I, I mean I don't Anyways, know per- yeah. personally I, I, for, for Hong Kong situation I think it's whatever they're doing I can only say for to the young people if you can make enough money to get out just get out because you never have your own country that's all I can say yeah that's not an option for like 90% 99% of the people I mean one, one yeah. part of it like a lot of the reason why people are protesting is the fact that they can't get out right and then yeah. they're just stuck in there mm. with no options to like housing to you know yeah. alternative education and uh, they are pissed about it la, basically I mean the people who can get out have already gotten out and the people who are stuck there are the people who are fucking angry about their situation well, in, right. in, 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 from your point of view, what, what is the reason why we are not in that state yet? Because we're too to comfortable housing? here. Oh, okay. Don't you think so? Like, uh, I think the PAP right has created enough wealth for enough people so that we don't protest and riot. And the the other thing is like, I mean, after all the co- Operation Cold Store shit, right? People have been just, 
I mean, the older generation, they have been so scared into not making protests because they are like, hey, little Mata come and lay you, you know, like in the middle of the night. And then that kind of mindset uh, translated to the people of our generation. Uh, and so we've kind of never really, uh, like for people of my generation, like I'm just making observations that there is some sort of like a fear, but it's not like a very big fear, but there's always like, oh, what if? And then for the people of the younger generation, they are just so not into politics because they've never had any exposure to it because their parents don't talk about it. So, like, I mean, there's just no culture of dissent anymore after all the, all the you know, Barisan socialists and whoever have been kicked out and exiled and, you know, beaten up in jails. I mean, so, that's what happens when... Okay, now, so whenever there is all these protests and whatever, right, it's a... It's a political powder cake that is always ready to explode. But then if you have some sort of pressure valve that you can really steam slowly, then that's when you can achieve some sort of equilibrium oh, within okay. the system. Can you el- elaborate on that? What What is a pressure valve device? Like the HDB 99-year thing. Yeah, so, so that could be one. If, if you... Uh, well, yeah, that is coming up, actually. Yep. That's coming up. That might be a one. one because, like, one. I mean, honestly, right? Uh, in Singapore, we are so comfortable. Most of us have houses. Yep. We, we are rooted here. We have assets and we are pretty comfortable, you know. We bitch about how expensive things are, but it's not gotten to the point where it's like... Uh, Hong, Hong Kong, Kong, actually. Hong Kong. We're still like among the richest people on yeah. earth. Yeah. Even yeah. our poor is richer than some of the other countries' rich people. Yes. Which is quite incredible in and of itself. If you think about it, yes. Yeah. And then the, polit- the... Okay, think of it this way. La. So, in Mexico, things are getting really heated. There's crime and violence everywhere, drugs everywhere. Why is the Mexican government never motivated to go and solve all these problems because they have a political pressure valve and it's called the United States of America. Having a porous border for the US is good for the Mexican government. So people can just run across the border. Then I, I deal with less. Ma. Right? There isn't so much more that I have to deal with. People are not don't feel like they're trapped. So like what NG, going back to the point that NG made just now, people in Hong Kong feel like they're trapped. They're literally stuck mm. on the island. There is no way out. There's no political pressure valve for the Hong Kong or the Chinese government mm. to, to let off steam. And I think Singapore currently, the, the letting off steam portion, right, is that every one of us essentially has some form of assets and some form of home ownership. So I always predicted uh, that the only time that the PAP, right, will get either voted out or there will be violence in the streets is when the HDB situation is not resolved. I think there's only two things. Uh, it's the CPF and it's the HDB. I'm not so certain the CPF would, would come to it because in some sense, the CPF is our own doing. Do you remember the, Do you remember last time there was this, all these stories? I didn't stories? consent to it, okay? No, but remember all these <laughs> stories about last time the, this Ape, then go and blow $50,000, all their retirement money on this like Filipino girl yeah. and whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that's when the CPF thing, it kicked into full drive. That's when they started to have, like, you cannot withdraw your, your full sum anymore. They, they only give you the monthly stipend. Yeah. It was exactly as a result. Everybody was saying, how can the government let this happen? How can the government let this poor old man have young Filipino girls yeah. suck his dick for money? How can this happen? Yeah, but then it's a punitive action on all Singaporeans. I mean, when that happened, I was probably too young. But, but I mean, like, now we are locked into this system where we can't even fucking have access to our own money, you know? But the, it's fucking stupid. But here's the clever part about the CPF. CPF, right, they say... You can use it to pay your house. That's one thing. Another thing is, you don't feel the pain because your employer pays for half of it. You see? 
But that's your fucking money. A lot of people forget that's your fucking yeah, money. Yeah, it's the this money is, that you could have gone into your bank account. Yeah, but because we don't, we there's a portion of it that we so called don't feel it. People are not as motivated to get to the streets for it. But HDB is a completely different mm. beast. HDB is mm. something that you fork up one hundred percent, and you are paying interest for it. And then suddenly, at the end of the ninety nine years, what happens when your property evaporates and beep and it's going to be a cascading effect, right? Then uh, property suddenly gets seized from him. My property is going to expire in like four years. I'm fucking nervous. Angie's fucking nervous. Everybody's fucking nervous. What are we going to do? Shit, let's fucking protest now because that's when <laughs> that's when shit turns bad. That, because you are paying 100% yeah, for yeah, it. For your, for your $500,000 to evaporate I, into, into thin air. Yeah. But CPF is a bit different now because like I said, like, it's only about 50, paying slightly more than 50%, but you don't feel the pain. Yeah. I, I can only say the HDB thing, honestly speaking, is a problem for the next generation. Hey, oh, hello, bro. Okay. You are going to feel the effects of yeah. it. Unless you stay in the BTO that you got until you die. Uh, we are all going to feel it pretty soon. Like, really soon. Yeah, I think. it's not an issue for the next generation, yo. No, they are kicking it to the, the 4G leaders, the fourth generation of PAP leaders. It's not going to kick down to the next generation for the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's a problem that the 4G leaders have to kind of solve but we are the ones feeling the impact of it and it's just going to keep rolling and rolling imagine and rolling. right if you are, you just bought your B, you bought your PTO mm. you're going to sell it in 5-10 years and then at the time that you're selling it right like the a lot of the other older estates right would have been already 50 years old or 40 years old and then that's when we kind of will really find feel the pinch of whatever that's going to happen happening it's like either way the government loses lah Either they go full source, which is basically impossible. Basically, they bo- mm. do a yeah. full buyback. Where the fuck are they going to get this money? They're yeah. not going to tap into their fucking reserves. There's no way that they can absorb all the fucking HDB in Singapore. Or they say that, yeah, your HDB is gone. Or they say that you can only sell back to HDB. Any of this solution right, is bad news. Because yeah. clearly some people have benefited and clearly some people are going to suffer in- enormously as a result of all these policies. That's why they are so nervous. That's why they don't want to release any substantial information. information. Because no matter what they say, right, it's going to turn into a shit show. I just feel like they have no plan whatsoever. They have no yeah, clue yeah, how yeah. to solve this problem. I and think they have just a solution. Like, yeah, I, there is no solution. There, there is, is no solution. Really? Like, either way, we're just going to get fucked. We'll see. We'll see what they come up with. Which, which brings us to the, to the hypothetical I have in mind. Oh, Are you yeah. guys ready for it? Let's do it. Dance okay. magical moments. Let's go. <laughs> The worst thing has come to pass. John's predictions came entirely true. The 4G leadership has totally fucked up and they have no solution. And worse, their solution is a terrible one, whatever it is. I feel like this is not a hypothetical. (laughs) Already, the skies have grown dark and people are taking into the streets. And it's not just people who are kids, it's people your age. At this point of time, all, all four of us are probably like fucking 50 years old, right? You see your kids if you have kids, your cats or whatever, taken to the streets, and then the police have come out in full force, spring water on protesters, and you feel like you have to do something. So the hypothetical is, uh, because you're a, a, a clever individual, you will know how to hit, hit where it hurts. What would you do to hit where it hurts? To get the government to... Well, what will your demands be? And okay, Let's say you're leading the protest. What will your demands be? And how would you hit where it hurts? Assuming I want to stay, I don't know if you guys know, there's a good reason why I'm doing business. I'm going to earn a lot of money. The moment shit turns off, I'm out. Like, sayonara, guys. Goodbye. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going to... 
I'm not gonna fight against my own government. Like I will fight against a foreign power. If Malaysia invades, like fuck them, I'm gonna shoot them. But against our own government, there's no way for me to fight back. I'm not gonna run out in the streets with a knife when uh don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So yeah. I'm out. So okay. Now, so you would you would draw upon the connections that you have, maybe your wife or your business <coughs> partners, and you find a house in China or Jakarta and then just chill down there too. Yep, that's it. Okay. I'm okay, wrong. this yeah. is this not really answering hypothetical, but it's still a valid solution. But can you try to answer the hypothetical? Let's say for some reason you cannot leave. Your wife is like, no, we are not leaving. She's put her foot down. Her kids are like, no, we are not leaving. They put, they put their feet, feet. Because by the time we have kids already, right? And I know that like you are staying, that kind of thing. And then you're just obliged to help them because you are their father. Okay, so in that, let me just be clear. This is a hypothetical. Hypothet- <laughs> yes, it's a hypothetical. <laughs> then I'll go into wanton terrorism. <laughs> what? I'm just what? extreme. Like I'm just like just bombing the shit out of everything. Yeah. That that is my solution as well. Like I would just lynch all the politicians. <laughs> like I, if pull I them were... into the streets and then like gut them and then um, have them drawn and quartered by horses. Oh my god, this is turned really dark. I, I didn't expect this to happen. You and your hypotheticals, are. I didn't expect this to happen. Why are you guys so so fucking radical no, for what? What can you do? Like I mean, the what, you money. Think you, is... can, you think you can talk your way out of it? You can't just like fucking. Oh, we want like you to do this shit. You can't. You have to like you have to seize power and you have to destroy your opponents like Lee Kuan Yew did by you know either exiling them. But you know what? I think I'm way more bloodthirsty than Lee Kuan Yew. So I'm just gonna have them drawn and quartered on the streets so that the whoever is thinking of going into power will remember this scene. Uh, so oh if God. they fuck the, the people revolution. over, yeah, if they fuck the people over, we'll fuck you over. Then is this going to happen like Hong Kong again, you know? Then you, you, you commit acts of violence and the police will come down harsher on yeah, to be, the normal protesters. To fight monsters, you, you kill, have to become monsters. When you kill the leaders, Jesus. the police have no people to look for to, you know? Unless we have like a military coup. That's, I mean, that, that's not true. Un- that's not true. If, you, if the political leaders are gone, there's, there are many steps yeah, yeah, I mean, like, then you can have a yeah, military coup you know, or whatever, but then at least those people at the top are gone, and then you have to deal with the next situation. La. So, <laughs> you just have to uh, get rid of your problems one step at a time. That's what I feel. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I regret this hypothetical. What about you, Jerry? Well, are you fucking oh, bombing or oh, gutting people in the street? I bet NG you would purposely go and find out where fucking a lives. Yeah, she tripped. Oh my goodness. You will hunt you will hunt XX person down and jump her in the street and, and cut off her, her head and, and He's hang He's also it. him. All yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, all of in them. In Minecraft, in Minecraft. We'll only do This all is only this a hypothetical, in... uh, this is only my opinion now, okay? Of course, la, of course, la, of course. La. Yeah, we <laughs> but I can see now the darkness that lurks in the heart of every man and woman, yeah, for sure. Then Wong, I have a yeah. feeling that your answers are gonna be way more oh, terrifying. My answers are like fucking wimpy, yeah. Uh. Wow. Do you mind if I go first? Yeah, yeah, go Since ahead. we're talking about yeah. you know, hey, maybe Jerry's will be the one. You know what I I I I saw in the uh, I was thinking, oh what can I possibly do with the skill set that I have? That's all I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about gutting people. <laughs> Draw either. dicks everywhere. <laughs> That's yeah, your I, answer. Could, I could do graffiti. Okay. Or you know the 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 Hong Kong people that came up with this big uh, motion graphic, you know, with illustration talking about the five demons. Yo, I'll help just help people do it for free. Yo. That's all that's all my answer is my boring wimpy answers. I help people do motion. Graphics no, but, but do you know like you, propaganda? Be a nice video. Be propagandic a nice video. posters have yeah. such big impact on guess, the guess, psyche of people. No, but then guess, you posit the question to us was if you are the leader of the movement, you cannot just wimp out and become like, oh, I'm just a propagandist at the back. No, I don't think he said no. he's the leader of the movement. He just know he he just says that you know where it hurts. Okay. Hit them yeah. where it hurts. Okay. Uh, welcome to Dan Wong's uh, sign making class. Yeah. <laughs> 
Holy fucking shit. Oh my god, shit. this is where you can actually make sign making classes. Yeah. A, good, <laughs> wow. a good citizen shows That's you how awesome. to make science. science uh. who, else, who better yeah, to learn who better. from? Actually, yes, Jerry. Uh, so P3N15. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I cannot even believe you like Jerry's joke more than more. I do. I do. I do. Because I like basic, it so man, much. Because more. it's basic. Okay, Jerry, quickly, what would you do in the event of a protest? Wow, this is very difficult. And us on the street, really. For, like for, your, for your skin, uh, scrotum flaps <laughs> on, yeah. your, on your dick. Flying screws. Right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> everyone <laughs> does it, right? Everyone just. Resistance. To, be, to be fair, you know, if, if, say, for example, going against the counterpoint of John and Angie's become monsters to fight monsters. Okay. I might consider doing something that uh, Gandhi did with the British wow. in India. Interesting, interesting. Uh, all the great man, Jerry. Wow. You, you have to, you have to go, you have to go against, you have to go against the flow. Cause like what Gandhi did, even though it was slow burning, it actually did have an intended effect once the word reached far and wide. In this day and age where, you know, in, in the near future, we don't know about social media. We don't know about AI learning. We don't know about big data. But if you were able to, to convince the lot of uh, the protesters to really sit down, do a sit in, right? And let them, let the other side show their monstrosity. Then you get the PR win already because Singapore is small enough. Yeah, I mean, can die. the salt march happen again? What? The salt march. What's the salt march? The, the protest that he led, right? Was oh, it it's called, called the salt march. march. Oh, okay. Wasn't okay. it? Am I just completely like delusional? I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what, what? it's called. Yeah, it's an act of civil disobedience led by Gandhi to protest British rule in India. Okay. It's called okay. the salt okay. march. Okay, okay. okay. Well, that's something new today. So they didn't fight back when the police came to apprehend them. No, it was like a peaceful protest. Oh, a peaceful protest. Yeah, it, it was like set and starved themselves or something. Yeah, it wasn't like there was no violence. It's more it's more so it, you know, they they contain it very well. Yeah. I mean there was no resistance, like even when they were struck. I think they did not But but then again, Gandhi's actions came at a point after World War Two where a lot of like the British Empire has been heaping a lot of shit, demanding a lot of shit from the Indian continent subcontinent for centuries. At that point, it's like enough is enough, man. Enough is enough. We we are uh, we want our independence right now. Okay. Jerry, would you totally set yourself on fire? Okay, Emo- self immolation. Yeah, let's change the hypothetical wow. a little bit. Now you are very old. Yeah, in fact, you've got cancer. And you're gonna die. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Who For knows? the sake of your children Who and knows? Anna and. But but if I want to do it. Yes. If I want to do it. Yes. I want to make sure I'm the first to do it. Yeah. And all the cameras <laughs> okay. are on me. Okay. Because in the Vietnam War, <laughs> okay. right, only the fir- when the first monk did it, yeah. his his image was all over the world. Right. Yeah. But every subsequent week, ones were like, subsequent weeks, no every yeah. weekend, there was a self-immolation by, by Buddhist monks. Oh monk. man, it'd be such a waste there's, if you self-immolated yourself and there's no camera on there you. There are group self-immolations. After okay. a while, the, it, it went on for a long time, but after a while, the journalists were just like, it's all new, no news, man. Oh no. I got battles to cover. So there are no cameras on them anymore. Okay. You know only, why? Only the first one. Because it's not violent enough. <laughs> but that was just photos, you see. There's mm. no video cameras going on back then. Fences make good burning wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Thanks, Yo, Thanks for... Yeah. Th- I'll take it as a compliment. Thanks. I yeah, think you, it is a compliment. You prove him wrong. If, if that day ever comes to pass, you take a big fat knife, you gut yourself, pull out intestines and scream, run around and flail your intestines over the Istana's walls. Feel, and that feels more like you than Wong. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry will like just you, sit yeah. there and then burn. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get on the news, right? no choice. Huh? You, have, you only can do it with your guts. I guess. <laughs> just, you just make sure that no one else is going to do it before you. Yeah, exactly. Guys, guys, I'm going to burn myself first. Yeah. Okay? If someone else <laughs> has done it already, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Then you must use your guts. <laughs> Fucked up. Okay. 
So okay, that's me. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for accompanying us through this journey as we talk about dissent in Singapore. I hope that maybe uh, we have been more entertaining than Alfian Saad's module. Six-day <laughs> module at least. So if you have any comments, please fill it up into the platform that you are you are listening to this podcast on and we will see you next time around. Also, also watch Talk out for well. Good Citizens' uh, sign-making class on dissent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when yes. all shit breaks loose, yes. you know who to turn to if you ever want to make protest yes. signs. Yes, it's $200 for the course and you must bring all of your own materials. <laughs> Including your own cardboard. Yes. <laughs> and glue. And wood and glue. I will not provide anything. By your expertise. In fact, I might not even be there. <laughs> It's, that's called a scam. <laughs> that's a fucking scam, Dan Wong. Send your interns, man. Send your interns. <laughs> Horrible. Okay, goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.